everyone, welcome back to the channel. Today I'm joined by my friend Fahad and today he's going to share his story and his journey and why raw veganism is the truth and how it's really been beneficial for him. So without further ado, would you like to share how you got into this raw food? Because for a lot of people it's quite weird, they've never even heard of the concept. So just a little intro please. Yeah, absolutely man, Dylan, thanks for having me first of all. Um, so how I stumble upon raw food or raw veganism and this lifestyle is um, when I was actually traveling in Colombia. This was about five months before, four to five months before, um, while I was in Colombia. First of all, this country was absolutely gorgeous. It was the greenest country that I have ever been to. Absolutely fantastic, right? Great people. Um, so I was over there in... Uh, in, in, in a jungle and um, very secluded, far from anything. And uh, I, I remember that I was feeling way too connected, way too in tune with myself. I was going way uh, in within me while I was there, my time over there. So that was spectacular. Um, I, was, I was supposed to be there for an entire month um, in that jungle, which was even like so secluded that it was like 30, 40 minutes away from any kind of thing that you want, any like basic necessities, you know, fruits, vegetables, whatever. Yeah. Um, so I was over there and I was staying there for a month. And I remember that everything was just fine. Um, you know, I was just doing, you know, I was going about my thing. It was like a traveler thing over there um, where other travelers all from all over the world was were coming as well. So I was over there and um, a week passed and like 10 days passed. And then suddenly I get like an inner voice from within me, which which was and until that that time, Mandolin, I was eating, you know, mostly cooked food, like fully all cooked food, uh, mostly vegetables, like so vegetarian, yeah. sometimes meat. And um, I remember I was over there and I had like a deep inner voice, which was just calling me to sit by this tree, which was, there was there was a magnificent tree where I was. So I was sitting over there by myself, completely by myself. Um, and I just felt like sitting more and more every day. And I was sitting here for hours without end, like no technology, no phones with me. I didn't even feel like carrying mm -hmm. any phone with me, nothing. I was just over there by myself, just observing the, the beauty around me, right? And paying keen attention. Um, because I think we, um, we underestimate the power of paying attention mm. and just being uh, observant to things. It's, it's, it's truly powerful. So I was sitting by myself paying attention. And um, one thing I noticed was everything around me is first of all, dripping with intelligence. There's intelligence, intelligence everywhere around me. Mm -hmm. Right. Everything is just um, is just intelligence on on steroids. So um, I was there by myself and um, and yeah, man, like I was just weirdly enough. I never, never, ever before, like I used to have sessions with myself, but never was wanting to repeatedly sit by myself for there. And I remember there was this another traveler that came by and she looked at me and she was like, wow, you're so happy because in that moment, everything in me was just completely blissed out, mm. right? I was just so happy to be um, by myself in that in that particular spot. And don't get me wrong, man, I've been to my multiple other nature spots while I was traveling. 
um, in other places, but never felt this connected, in tuned, center, aligned, grounded, as like never felt this uh, grounded ever before. Um, and then I remember by the end of the week, there was something that clicked in me and I just knew that I should be eating more fruits. I should be, con I should be eating more fruits and fruit is something that's very true to your um, state of being, to the way you have been programmed. I just knew it unconsciously. There was, there was um, an inner voice in me that just spoke so strongly that I just couldn't ignore. And, um, and I just followed it and I was enjoying what I was eating. Suddenly I had, I could make, uh, I was able to create a little distance from myself and my body because I truly believe that this body is not you, Yeah. right? This body is just an accumulation of all that you have put inside of your body from birth until now, until, and it'll remain the same until the very end, right? It's just collection of food. This body is just collection of food. So uh, I was able to create that little distance to have full clarity as to exactly what is right and wrong for me. And in that moment, I just knew that fruits is the right food, not just for myself, but for others, for other beings that I was seeing in myself, seeing beside, uh, seeing around me. However, it's not like I would just go and tell them, hey, man, you should start eating fruit. No, that was not the case. But uh, I just knew that fruit it is. And this is how I stumbled upon raw food. Like I didn't know anybody who was eating raw food. I didn't even yeah. know anything that, that's about what, raw vegan that, raw food. That, yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. You said there were no books, no influences, nothing like that. It was just pure nothing. intuition. Yeah. And, and a part of my ego was telling me, maybe I'm the only one that might just be eating raw food. Yeah. Do you, like, I, I never knew that raw food or raw veganism even exists. Yeah. Right. That concept never came to me until after a few days, I was like, okay, this shift in me is something feels more divine. Let me see if other people have felt this. And then I got to know that there are so many other people in the world that are raw vegan, that are into raw food and, and, and feel the same way after eating, eating in this manner that they feel more connected, more closer to the source, more uh, in tuned, uh, more divine. And uh, I can pretty, I can definitely say that I, I definitely feel that way. It's been close to five months now that I've been on this lifestyle, on this diet, no plans to leave, um, no plans to ever think otherwise. Sure, I do indulge myself one meal or twice a meal a week in cooked food because I also stay with yeah. the family. Um, but I know something in me has clicked so correctly that something in me just knows that raw food um, is going to be my dominant way of eating for years to come in the in the future. For sure, for sure, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so f for you, yeah. you're you're obviously a young guy like me. How old are you, just for the the audience? I'm 25. Yeah, so very young to find yeah, this lifestyle and. In terms of benefits, you say you instantly felt more connected and now you, you'd never go back. So why why is that? Why would you never go back now? What what benefits have you experienced? Because by the sounds of it, you weren't chronically ill, but you've still noticed great benefits. So for you personally, what, what benefits have you experienced so far? 
Yeah, for sure. First of all, just as a reminder for both of us, something that I wanted to say before you ask the question is, I'm actually 25 years young. I'm trying to bring that more into my dictionary, to my vocabulary. So no more the word old, um, but uh, trying to use the word young uh, while I'm telling my age. I like that. Yeah. Um, So in terms of the benefits, man, heaps, heaps of benefits, right? And to be very frank with you, like you put it out there, it's not like I had any sort of an illness, disease, nothing. Like I was fabulous. I I loved the way my body was performing and functioning in that moment before going to Colombia, because before doing that, I was traveling for two years straight, right? Before going to Colombia. And I was just hitchhiking all over places and like doing some intense stuff. And like I was playing for Mexican ultimate Frisbee team in Mexico City uh, What before being in Colombia. So like I was perfectly healthy in that moment, or at least I thought that I was perfectly healthy for that given moment yeah. in time. All right. Um, so I didn't really have like a need to get into this kind of diet, which some of the people might want to get into for the need of healing themselves. I did not particularly have that uh, kind of need. It just, I just felt that this is just a natural way a human should be eating. So I just dove into it and found it that way, found that uh, that is right. Now, in terms of what benefits, man, it's incredible how my body is now functioning now in this given moment, even more, um, it's performing even better and um you know i could say a plus 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 my you know i i run a i run a lot so i can see the 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 way i'm running is getting a lot more explosive it's getting a lot more um yeah a lot a lot more aesthetic and uh my body shape is transforming which is great which is you know it's it's transforming in the right um manner and uh, I had quite a few pimples or acne, you could call it, just on my forehead before. And they are all gone. As you can see, it's completely clear. Yeah, your skin looks um, great. <laughs> there is none on my forehead anymore. Thank you. Um, and I had like an oily skin uh, right around here. Any time of the day, I, c- I could just run my fingers and there would be oil. There is none right now. So that's fantastic. But these are just the physical aspects of it. Mm. But I would like to talk about more from the energy standpoint, right? The one thing that I've that I want that's something that I have realized and I want to bring this to people's awareness and consciousness is here's the thing. Before, even though I had such a such an active lifestyle, after I have certain thing which is cooked, um, and it does not have to be heavy. It, it does not have to be like a heavy meal. But after having something cooked, or especially after having a bit of meat involved in there, after eating, my body feels like this. It wants to run straight to the grave, mm-hmm. <laughs> like lethargic, not active, and wants to just lay in the bed or lay in the sofa just so it can digest or some, I, I I wasn't even fully conscious and aware as to why I feel that way. I just, it was just a habit. So I was just, I was just functioning that way. Right now, when I was able to create a little distance, I can see the difference in my body. I no more feel that I no more have any sort of, um, uh, loss of energy right after I eat, which is fantastic. 
And that says that what I'm putting inside of my body is giving me more life, is giving me, is a better fuel for my body, is, is, is uh, making me function better. And that's, that's what you anyways want to have from your food, isn't it? It's like, you know, we are, we are at a stage now where we are more conscious about our car than our own body. So to give you an example, um, if I were to take my car to a gas station, fuel it up, and now the car doesn't switch on or is not running as efficiently as before, what does it tell us? It tells us instantly, because we are more conscious about our cars, it tells us instantly that what we just put inside of the car was not right. That hence the reason why the car is performing in certain way, right? It's the exact same with our body too. If you're feeling the need to take a nap, if you're feeling your energy levels are going down right after you eat, that says that um, what you're eating, what you just had was not right and it's taxing your system in large ways. Um, and and then I got, I got more and more into this and I got to know that 35% of our calories, sometimes even 50% of the calories that we consume are used up just for our digestive process. That's incredible, don't you think? Yeah. It's incredible that 35 to 50% of your calories are just used for digestion. If this is um, a heavy meal or if in, in a regular cooked meal, right? However, it can go as low as 5 to 10%, sometimes 15, when you're having raw food. When you're having, when you're having fruit, it's anywhere between 5 to 10%. Which is, which is fabulous, right? So now what happens is that you have so much fuel in the tank, in your own tank, Let, leave the car for now, in your own tank, you have so much more premium, um, superior fuel inside of your tank for you to use that in other aspects of your life. And the way I have been channeling that for me is uh, into athletics, um, into sport, um, into, into things that I do, um, online and many other aspects that I truly enjoy and, and cherish. Right. Um, yeah, that's so, yeah, that's great. That's been incredible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. I, I feel the same way as well. Like as soon as I switched, the change was so noticeable, especially like you say, for sports and athletics, you can, you can see like an instant change. Like you say previously, I didn't realize how much energy, even just like a pasta meal, right? I'd eat that two and a half, three hours before a football match. Think, yeah, that's good. I'm lo loading up on carbs. Yeah. I should be fine. But then as soon as I switched to the raw lifestyle, when I was playing football, I felt so light, yet I had so much energy. And like you say, it's actually like available because the body's not having to break down all of this complex stuff. You've got so much more accessible energy and your food's not actually taking energy to digest, like you say, or as much, should I say. So yeah, it's, it's really good to hear yeah. that you're channeling it into other things in life. You're using this lifestyle as a tool because there's a lot of people who really really emphasize diet 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 or like the food you eat but then they're not putting their energy into other things so it's good that you're finding other like outlets to put your energy into so just for people who don't know what if we were to say like a typical day so you're in saudi arabia so it's hot you've got access to quite good fruits but what does a typical day of eating look like to you so like what kind of foods will you eat how do you start off your day yeah, absolutely, man. Um, so 
before so before coming to Saudi Arabia I was in Mexico and I was a bit skeptical little skeptical about the fruit scene here before getting here I was like I don't know because you know the the society here is heavy meat eaters they're heavy meat eaters so I just assumed I I should say that I was like oh maybe there won't be enough good fruit here in Saudi Arabia but I knew that because there's heat, there'll be some level of fruit. I like it won't be the worst place on the planet for fruit. After coming here, man, I have been overwhelmed with the most beautiful organic fruits that I've ever seen. It's incredible. It's magnificent. The shapes, varieties, forms. You know, some of the people say, "Wow, um, you have such a restrictive diet," but I'm in deep inside. I know that. The, the colors, the shapes, the forms, the types of things that I eat, it's just incredible, right? Also, you don't want to ha- have um, your diet consisting of too many things because then it's not simple. It's, it's very, uh, it, it, too many options is also not great for your body, your body's A-level functioning. Anyway, so as to what I eat, um, the first thing in the morning, man, after I wake up, I wait, usually I wait two to three hours until I'm really hungry. And, uh, and then I indulge myself into some sort of a fruit that is high in water. That is a must. Like in the morning, I'm making sure that I either have a cantaloupe or a melon or a papaya, like one of the, one of the three among these. Sometimes a mango, sometimes a mango. I can instantly feel that I perform much better on the first three fruits that I said, as opposed to a mango, because I think mango has a little bit less water content as opposed to yeah. these fruits. So, so that's, that's uh, how I approach with my breakfast, you could call it, or brunch, how we would call it. Then comes the, the actual lunchtime, which I really cherish. And this is the time that I spend time with my family. This is like a, a culture and we really, um, focus on this because this is the time of the day. Now, it used to be all three times a day, but now it has shrunk with the busy lives that we have. It has shrunk to just one or two meals a day. So lunch is one meal of the day where we still focus that the entire family comes together and has food together, right? So it's not it's not only about having the same food, but it's about sharing your energy, time, and presence with each other. So this is when my dad's home, my mom's home, my brother's home, and we are just having food together. Although they're, they have their own cooked meal, I have my own fruit meal. And this usually consists of a few variety of things, usually three to four ingredients or things like, this is where I, I like to get my avocados done. This is where I like to get my banana or figs. Figs are in season right now here. They are absolutely miraculous and like some of the olives and dates. So I mix it up a little bit. Um, That's usually what my lunch looks like. Um, And then from here on, I'm usually not because I know that when I have three to four different types of fruits, my, my body is going to remain full for a longer time, right? Full as well as empty stomach. I only try to eat when I'm actually hungry, not empty stomach, right? The beauty about fruits is that they digest quickly and they make you stay empty stomach for a very long time. And to be frank, being he- being um, empty stomach is the best phase of your day because this is when you perform the very best. This is when your mind is the most clear. 
This is when none of the digestion process is taking place. So all of the energy is stored up for whatever you want to do, be it sport, be it um, creative work, be it whatever. So, so that's that. And then if at all I get hungry, then I'll just have some, again, some more olives or any, any sort of like a small fruit, like oranges, apples, um, until the very end and, uh, in the dinner. And then dinner is again, high water content fruit. So that could be watermelon, cantaloupe, papaya, um, and sometimes even mangoes, more mangoes in the dinner than in the breakfast. But this is what my diet, this is what the typical day of my diet looks like. And I absolutely love it, man. Before I used to have variety of things, so many types of ingredients, spices, condiments, all sorts of stuff, right? And I could see how how, how big of a destruction that was causing my body. But now I'm keeping it simple. And simplicity is, is the fundamental truth. Truly, like I truly believe in simplicity being the the, the truth, right? Um, we can get on uh, we can get on this another time, but the reason why people see uh, healing uh, transformations in diets like keto and carnivore is because they adopt simplicity, right? Um, so when you adopt simplicity, op- automatically you will see that your body will perform a lot better, and when your body is performing a lot better, it has a lot of stored energy for healing and self-preservation yeah yeah i agree 100 percent. like you say also with the carnivore and keto because it's more of an elimination diet as well i think you can see certainly short-term benefits because you're cutting out so much so much toxic food that you used to consume and like you say the, the body deals best with like simplicity one two three foods it's going to be better than like if you have 20 and all combined you know Obviously, it tastes really nice. It's it's quite um, it's quite like alluring. It's quite appealing to have all these combinations. But like you say, each one it kind of has like a different digestive process, especially between like carbohydrates and fats. Fats take way longer to break down. So a lot of people they, they make these mistakes when when they combine food. So what kind of mistakes or yeah, what what would you say to so someone says right okay. I want to start this lifestyle. I want to maybe start eating more fruits. How, what would you recommend? Just things to just be aware of, like common mistakes to avoid or, or just some handy tips. So like someone who's getting started, they know kind of what, what roughly to do and what not to do to, to feel the best. Right. So, um, I think the very first thing one must do and one, one, commonality that I see in most successful raw fooders is the element of being hyper-conscious with their food and their very state of being, right? If you try to jump into this diet without ever being conscious about the role that food plays in your life, then I believe that you might be um, be setting setting yourself up for failure. So here's here's what I want to here's what I want to here's the emphasis that I want to give about food. First thing is that the very food that we have in front of us is the very thing that creates this body, right? The whole reason why we were able to grow these nails, this, these fingers, this hair, this mind, this brain, this body is because of the food that we have gathered over the years. 
right? If there was no food, there was no body that would have become this way, right? Sure, you can eat, you know, sure, we have like our DNA and our memory that has certain laws already put in place. So it's not like if you eat dog food for three days, you will suddenly become a dog. That's not how things would work out. You know, our body has stored memory that knows what to do once you ingest certain things, certain substances. Food is so important, man, that if let's say you're stranded on an island, you have access to water, but no food. And we've been looking for God forever, right? If let's say God appears in front of you after 15 days of starvation, the very first thing you will ask is food. You will ask nothing but food. That's how important food is, mm-hmm. right? So this needs to be handled very carefully, right? And um, one thing that I was able to do successfully, at least for myself, is when I have fruit and uh, when I have food in front of me, I was paying utmost care and attention to this thing before it, before I even ingest. Right. I was quite literally, you could say, speaking to it to say that I'm fully conscious as to what you are and what you're going to do inside of me, because this is going to transform into me. Right. It's nothing but it's going to transform into me. So a papaya in front of you or rice in front of you or whatever you see in front of you is going to become you. Right. So um, having this this level of consciousness and awareness is super important. And also knowing that what we call as, as you, what I call, what you call as you is not this body. If I cut a piece of finger, now you have two pieces of you. Would that still be you, the cut finger? No, right? It is yours. This body is yours, but it's not you. What is you is the very life force that lives inside of this body that is not here to serve the body. (laughs) The body and the mind is here to serve the life force that is inside of us. And what is this life force is you. It cannot be broken. The you cannot be two you's. You is you. And that is the life force, right? The very gravity of the planet Earth, the, the, the force at which the Earth rotates is the same force that lives inside of us. That is us is the same life force, but that is what I mean by life force. So, um, being fully aware of, of, of taking care of this life force and taking care of what you have gathered, because essentially this life force is an engineer or a construction worker, right? We are the ones that choose how we want to construct what is ours, not us, which is this body. So once I had this much level of tension and conscious awareness towards my body, it became absolutely clear as to what is my food and what is not. I knew for a fact that I am not a lion with those long long canine teeth that has spiky tongue that literally spills saliva like it's, it's, it's dropping... Uh, saliva when it sees an animal a live animal for it it is it is food there is just no way i cannot look at a, a sheep and have like saliva come out of my mouth like that that just does not happen right so i was absolutely clear within me that i am not that 
right? I was absolutely clear when I look at a grass that it's not like I was 100% sure it's not food. But when I see a papaya, when I see a watermelon, after a hot day, man, when I see a watermelon, I have that saliva dripping out of my mouth because I know that is food, right? So I was absolutely 100% clear. And this level of attention and keenness and awareness was able to easily help me transition and stick on it 100%. I was just probably a bit ignorant. I had to find it the hard way, but it was not the very hardest way. I had to be you know, alone in the jungles of Colombia, sitting by a tree to have gotten this level of clarity. But if one can just sit by themselves on a sofa and watch this and get that level of clarity, they will know instantly that um, those, those ribs or, you know, the smoked ribs, whatever, is not food. Sure, we have trained ourselves to like the smell, the taste of it over the years. Um, but if one were to really pay attention as to how the body performs and how your emotions and energies perform before and after, they will know instantly what is right and wrong um, to stick on this diet and to be on this diet. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, for, for me and you, I'm sure it totally aligns. Uh, for some people, it may seem a bit weird, and, and that's fine. We're all at a different stage. And when the time is right, I think Absolutely. I think people should at least try it. So if they want to try it, just what we were mentioning earlier, how, how did you personally transition? So did you go like cold turkey? Did you just literally cut out all cooked food, you know, just all fruits? And or was it a more gradual approach? Did you just slowly incorporate more fruits? And also just quickly, do you eat like leafy greens and vegetables? Um, occasionally, yeah. occasionally, although I'm not drawn to them as much like, um, you know, it has been times where I have got so much of spinach, like one pack of spinach, but then I was unable to finish it because that was a lot of spinach, but it has never occurred the same way for a watermelon or a cantaloupe. So I'm never, never drawn to these greeny substance, like these greeny veggies. Although they're nice, um, occasionally it's good for wraps and all sorts of stuff that I'm trying out right now. But I would still prefer um, fruit as of now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So, and how did you transition personally then? Yeah, so my personal transition, so like I told you, man, I was in the, in the jungles of Colombia. I had this sort of an awakening or like this moment where I just had full clarity and I just went straight into it, jumped straight into it. And I did not have any sort of withdrawal symptoms. I did not have any sort of um, desires to even look otherwise. And in that moment, when I was telling you, my egoistic self was like, there is probably this is the first person who have ever done it <laughs> and there might not just be other people eating raw food whatnot but then once i got to know that there's a whole large community out there eating this uh having living this lifestyle and, and thriving on this lifestyle and one thing that i have seen with people um at large majority of the people is that they take time to make this transition to make this gradual transition I can see this gradual transition slowly happen in my own parents, right? Now their dinner is just fruit. Wow. It's just fruit. It was never before like this. And it's not by me like, you know, forcing it on them, preaching on them. No, just because they being my parents, they observe their kids. Um, 
And because we are in front of them, they're constantly observing me, I believe. And what I see is that they are observing my liking of eating fruit. And they're also observing my energy levels, right? How active I've actually become. It was not like I was super inactive before, but I have just gone 10 times more active, right? So naturally, one wants to have a higher quality of life be it parents, be it any, anybody, and they can clearly see the quality of my life going up. So now I might just have become an inspiration for them. And now they are slowly taking this up as, uh, as their thing. And, and now they're completely having fruits for dinner. But I, I, I know that they might not be able to do this for all three meals, four meals, two meals a day, how many ever times you want to eat throughout the day. I just know it. Right. And I can see that they, their lunch is still cooked and they enjoy that as well. So I'm observing that majority of the people want to get into it gradually. However, um, once you're fully conscious and aware, you know, the, the very thing that makes you, the very thing that constructs your body, if you're fully aware, see what sort of approach that you want to uh, fancy. Right. It could be an instant approach there are quite of there are like a certain percentage of raw fooders that have gotten into it right away and have never turned from it for months or years right and then there are some people who actually takes months who actually take months and years to completely transition and become a raw foodist so um just look into it yourself um be able to have that keen attention um, you know, have a bit of fruits, um, have, have fruits for breakfast for certain days and have cooked food for, uh, breakfast for certain days and just observe, just learn to sit by yourself and pay attention to how you are, um, how your body is reacting to that food and how you are performing after that food. And once you're able to have that keen attention, you will know instantly what is the right approach for you. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Like you say, Obviously, for, for you and I, our bodies were quite clean beforehand. So I personally didn't really experience much detox myself. But like you say, just gradually transitioning for most people is probably the best, especially if they're if they're maybe older, you know, like they've spent more years yeah. on this planet, then maybe they've done more damage to their body. But I think ultimately, like what you say, start your day off with fruit. This is just what, what I've heard so many long term raw foodists say and what works for a lot of people. Just start your day off with fruit just gradually incorporate more fruit and some veggies into your diet and like you say once you once you feel so good and you have this energy you don't really want to go back you you just observe the changes in your body and yeah and, and you realize and i think it's really good that you're living your truth and you're being an example rather than lecturing and preaching and being like oh you must do this you're just you're living it and then people are observing, especially those close to you, like friends and family, and maybe they'll adopt it and try it. And I think I think that's what maybe frustrates me a little bit because I have all this energy and things like that, but my physical appearance isn't. It's not where it was before when I was living in Spain. So diet is really important, but we can't overlook the mental aspects and other aspects like nature and sun. So I think that's a good segue maybe into the more mental side and the mind, because to me, you seem very peaceful. You seem like you have a positive self-image, you know? Like, even with the consciousness and the choice of your words, 
I can tell you're very intentional and positive. So how do you think the mind plays a role in this? Thank you. Yeah, sure, sure. How do you think the mind plays a role in this? Because the food we eat is very important, but it's not everything. And if we're sedentary, if we're not moving, uh, also we can talk about that, then health is a health is a whole holistic picture. So what I'm trying to say is for you, how do you balance the mental side, the mind side, and how does that tie in with the food? Right. So um, is it is it more like how am I making sure my mental energies are stable yeah. while yeah. I'm on this diet? Yeah. So like maybe practices you do or yeah. How how important do you think the yeah. mind is, the mental side and the self-image? Got it. Right. Um, I think that's um, the most important, right? Um, the mindset and um, the way you approach through, uh, you know, to this uh, mentally. Of course, um, for some people, if they make this transition, they might not feel absolutely great right after and, you know, mentally. And I've, I've, I've seen um, a, a small percentage of people, um, very small percentage of people, when they made this transition, they saw that this lifestyle might not be the easiest thing to to change into, to, to get into. And um, this played a big toll um, on them mentally. So I, I fully understand that. I fully get it. Um, but there is a large percentage of people that have felt ever closer than ever before um, to the very source of creation, right? Because... Um, and this is something that I'm feeling as well. I'm feeling more godly. I'm feeling more divine. I feel like dancing with nature every day, right? Completely blissed out on this diet. And this is the very way we should be. This is the natural self of being a human. Like our natural self is not to be stressed out after work, before work. This is not how nature has intended us to be. Sure, we can't fly like the birds, but we are we, we we are built to be very much as happy as how the birds are when they're flying, mm -hmm. at least in our perception when they when we look at them, right? We, again, like I said, we might not be able to fly, but the way we do things, it should be full of reverence and and beauty, right? And uh, I am very much able to feel that I'm very much so I'm very much. Um, more in tune with nature and, you know, being able to dance with nature, whatnot. However, um, there is a component of, of some spiritual practices that have been laid out for thousands of years, right? I personally come from an Indian background and uh, we are, we have been taught about spirituality from day one, right? This is an aspect of life that has that has been our focus for the for the longest time. Um, things like intermittent fasting, things like these, um, the, the way we approach food itself is one of the most spiritual acts that you could do on a daily basis. It's one of the most spiritual things you could do, right? It could be one of the most unconscious thing you could do. It could also be the most conscious thing that you could do for a better quality of life. And um, with that goes the 
for me personally, I'm fully into meditation. Uh, meditation where I am constantly observing and paying attention to everything around me. This was not just after Colombia, while Colombia, but this was also before Colombia, right? I I personally believe that we are currently mistaking information with attention. Like we are paying a lot more focus on information, on on our knowledge, on what we know to come out smart. But we have forgotten that if one pays attention to not just the life force within them, not just paying attention to what is going on within them, but also externally, that person is is has gathered a lot of wisdom, right? And that person is somebody who is at com- constant, he's completely in mental ease, right? Because compulsive behavior is a very natural behavior that all the species um, have. Yeah. If you look at birds, they're super compulsive. They are constantly either flying there or flying there or doing this or doing that. Animals, for the most part, are super compulsive as well. So are human beings. But the but the difference here, the n- nature has not drawn very very main or very hard, bold lines for humans, right? All animals are constantly performing between these lines, right? These limits, you could call it, or these boundaries. But for humans, we can step out of those boundaries. We have that power to be able to step out of the boundary and be slightly unnatural and also reap its consequences. So with that said, we can be compu- we are compulsive as well is a very natural state of being but with being compulsive we have to be super conscious as to where our compulsive energies are directed to because we can be compulsive with destroying the planet or we can be compulsive of making this planet the best thing that has ever happened yeah right we can be compulsive with the way we walk, the way the, what we eat, the way we behave, or we can be conscious about how we walk, what we eat, and what we behave, right? And to be able to bring that consciousness to your compulsivity or your compulsive energies is to be still, is to be able to pay attention to how your body functions and to have that mental ease within you. And what it means to have mental ease within you is that your mind is not constantly trying to be something or trying to do something or trying to think something, right? If let's say I function with a hand that is always like this or always moving like this or a body always moving like this, right? People would say this is a problem. There is some problem with it. If you give me intelligence or if you give me uh, something in my hand like a knife, that this hand could literally kill myself, stab myself, or stab somebody else, right? And this is what the mind is. The mind is constantly compulsive. It's looking like this always. And then it has the intelligence, which is the knife. So now what happens? We are using this intelligence to literally stab us all the time. And that is the product. And, and the product of all this is stress, anxiety, depression, and all the other things. And if we use our intelligence against us, man, there is no force in this entire universe that can help us. So life is such a fine line. And we are crossing that fine line now 
and stepping ourselves into places where we are constantly in need of something, constantly wanting to do something and constantly depressed, anxious, stressed. Many major, major countries on the planet right now are having 30 to 40% of the population on some sort of a, a psychiatry help. Yeah. Right. It's, it's insane. It's insane. We are using our intelligence against ourselves. So if one reaches that point, then um, let alone a diet or a lifestyle, the very, the very existence of them is questioned by them. So um, bring a level of stillness. It's so, so, so important to bring this level of stillness in one being to be to be able to spend time with yourself. And I'm not saying spend time by watching movie with yourself. I'm not saying spend time by eating a pizza with yourself. No, that's not what I mean. By being in your company, what I mean is just sitting and just being, just, just observing yourself, just paying keen attention to how you perform is going to bring that mental ease into you. And once you have that mental ease, let alone a diet. I don't. We don't even have to be here to tell what's the right right diet or the long diet or the wrong diet. People will instantly know what's the right diet for them. But also, people will be way um, better in the way they perform and not so unconsciously compulsive. Yeah, for sure. It it's it's truly amazing the power of our thoughts, like the placebo effect, the nocebo effect, just even quantum physics now showing like the power of positive thinking, basically what people have talked about for thousands of years, but now even science is catching up. But that's still sometimes, you know, even having all the knowledge and awareness, I myself find myself at times being negative, even though I know it's so detrimental, right? But negative thought loops or things like that. So how does someone, how does someone snap out of that? Or how do you personally... So you, you talk about stillness, awareness, just being with oneself. And I love that, like meditation. There's so many different varieties, forms, methods. So for you personally, how do you decide? You just say, right, in this moment, I'm just going to sit and be with myself. Or do you have more of like a dedicated practice? What does it look like for you personally? Yeah, a bit of both, I would say. Um, when I wake up in the morning, I definitely want to be by myself somewhere in the nature right now i'm in in a city so for me nature is just sitting outside getting some sunlight and just observing the sound of the birds or uh, you know taking fresh air but obviously if i'm more in sort of like a jungle i would just be completely by myself in the middle of nowhere um and so that is that and sometimes i am conscious that i don't want to be holding this phone or you know, doing something, but rather just being by myself. So just listening to how th uh, how I go is uh, you know sometimes I am driving. Uh, this just happened to me two nights ago because it was a full moon. Right now it's thirtieth of November, so on twenty eighth or twenty seventh of November was full moon, and I was just driving by, and on the left I see the moon rising, and I was like. There is no way I want to miss that. So I take my car on the side, just get out, and I spend the next 15, 20 minutes by myself just observing the very moon that we are given, right? So so things like that. I, there's no dedicated time to it because once you make it a habit, then it is then you're essentially saying that this is a fixed reality. 
right? I do not want to go on a fixed reality. I want to be instinctive with my approach. Um, whenever I feel like I want to do it. Because another thing about habits is that, oh, it's not time yet, so I shouldn't be doing it, even though I feel like doing it right now. But 8 p.m. is when I med meditate or do it. So I'll wait for another one hour. That's how it becomes, you know, putting things into habit. But so that's that. And one, one thing that I definitely want to put it out there, because, you know, spirituality or meditation, sure, it gets thrown out a lot. But there's some level of uh, there's a lot of resistance towards it because people are associating that with another type of religion that is taking place. Guys, spirituality and meditation has nothing to do with religion. It's it's wonderful if you're religious. Um, it's wonderful if you if you're practicing certain belief systems or ideologies. It's fantastic. But the very place where meditation comes from, the very place yoga or spirituality comes from is is your very is 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 your very sense of being is to enhance your state of being right so for me um spiritual act very spiritual act is eating would you say eating is against religions obviously not right for me spiritual act is going to the gym or working out wherever it is or being the gym like you could be into calisthenics so even that's spiritual even that is one type of a meditation if done correctly and and not to play games in the gym. So, um, so guys, it has nothing to do with religion, right? This is something that you could use being the most religious person or non-religious to better uh, yourself and, uh, and a higher quality of life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's an important distinction to make because some people get caught up in religion or dogma. And like you said, that if you're religious, great. If you're, if you're not, great. It doesn't really matter and it it doesn't it's not like you have to be religious to to meditate like you say or just to to be aware or conscious or, or present yeah like you say there's quite i feel like it's it's improving now especially with the internet and the access and ease of information but i feel like there's still a little hmm, what's the word not stigma but there's maybe a negative connotation around the word spirituality like a lot of people hear it and it's like an instant turn off. It's like, oh, not that mumbo jumbo <laughs> crap, you know, like, but like you said, yeah. it's, it's a very essence of being. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's yeah. so important. And I think when we, when we detract or when we get away from truly like knowing oneself, that that's when the problems come, I believe. So, yeah, I think, I think that's really important. Is there anything else you'd like to add on the, the topic of, spirituality or mindset no i think uh, i'm happy with whatever I've yeah said. great yeah i think that's great so maybe exercise we could touch on a little bit in terms of now you say you've got all this energy and myself i experience it too i have to work out six days a week just because i'm fidgeting do you know what i mean like i can't really sit still for too long now which is, is a blessing and a curse but i can tell it's how we're naturally meant to be <laughs> Um, so for you personally, how are you, how are you putting this energy into good use? What's your, what kind of like exercise and things like that are you, are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. And, and man, if you, if you do something that you just mentioned, um, not being able to sit for a very long time, it, it can, if, if done consciously, it can be the best thing ever, right? True. You could go on planting millions of trees 
in your lifetime I'm just saying um but also if unconsciously like you said it can be a curse as well so it's it's upon us to choose in terms of exercise um yeah so there have been quite a few shifts that i have made with my exercise regime before i was uh, i've been i've been working out for a few years and uh, before being on this diet and before going you know through the whole world tour um i was quite I, in that moment i would have called myself more muscular more buffed more like bigger looking but something in me just knew that this is not natural like i wasn't feeling now when i have contrast to what i feel now i'm a lot smaller you could say um less fat a lot less fat a lot less junk um and maybe slightly less muscle because of all the world tour um i would call myself more natural now now that i have contrast right because before i was eating everything and everything in the name of protein just to get enough protein for the day and you know having all the processed stuff my body stuff and that all of that is unnatural right like if if you are having something that does not come just as is from nature an example is protein powders it is unnatural so what's going to happen if you put unnatural stuff into you you will start looking unnatural right and our natural self is not to have this big of you know your biceps or hands or legs whatever it's not natural the only people who do or get there is by doing unnatural stuff so if you, if you if you want to do that you can do that sure but you're always going to have consequences you're always going to pay a price to going the unnatural route right because the natural route which is very rare to have a natural looking body a strong lean clean organic muscle body is very rare and we are currently in times where we are mistaking the the natural body as something very skinny or something which is not very uh, buffed or muscular and and you know we are terming that as no not good but actually that is the good that is the actual that is what actual health looks like so right now i might not be the most muscular guy in the block but i feel i, I incredible right i have never felt this alive i have never felt this strong i also do wall climbing and i have never a rock climbing wall climbing yeah. i have never felt this active this um this healthy and this um strong on the wall yeah and even when i climb outdoor yeah i think right so um go ahead yeah no sorry there's a bit of latency but no carry on yeah so um so yeah that's that's uh, that uh, i just wanted to ensure that i have certain um definitions to what actually health looks like and what doesn't now um another thing is that i have nothing against gym like if people are not going anywhere for any sort of physical activity and if they were to start with going to a building that has multiple machines that move certain way sure please do it but i know that it's not natural like uh, you know a thousand years ago there were no machines like this that would essentially help you to be more muscular and fit right what essentially people did was 
use their own body weight or use their own instruments around them to look a certain way, to be a certain way. So I personally started off going to the gym. And before this diet, before the the world tour that I did just before this, um, I was doing that and I was looking quite buffed and I was looking very unnatural because I was doing, I was fueling my body in an unnatural way, which is by going to the gym though. But now I'm more into calisthenics using my own body weight. And now what has happened is that automatically my body has become more toned, more sort of like the V shape. And um, it looks so much more natural, a lot more natural. And this is not just my perception. I've taken, you know, I've asked my family members and friends and they, they seem to, to, to say it the same as well. A lot more natural. I feel a lot more natural. I actually feel a lot more healthier. So now what has happened is that one, it has helped me because wherever I go, I am the gym. I don't have to go to the gym. I, ha- I have become the gym, right? So that's fantastic because uh, calisthenics, if, you, if you're able to work out just by using your body weight, you don't need to go to a building anymore. No more. You just need some space, which I think most of us will have and do have. And that's it. You're good. You can grow. Sure, on this diet, and calisthenics you might not grow muscle that quickly and that much but again you need to ask yourself again it comes all it all comes back to being more conscious and paying keen attention to your body and your body will automatically tell you instantly the infinite intelligence in your body will automatically speak and tell you what is not natural and what is natural yeah so by doing this way with body weight my body is telling me this is natural and this is how i want to proceed and uh that's how it works out for me yeah that's great that's great and i think you touched on some really good points um the the main one like just how you feel obviously you feel amazing and to you there's a certain look that obviously you'll want to achieve but i've found yeah obviously it's so important how we feel and a lot of a lot of raw vegans maybe there's a negative connotation of oh they look really skinny or malnourished but a lot of them it's just because they, they don't actually want the muscle or things like that. But I think the training is really important because if you want to get the kind of gym physique, it's, it's mainly training. Like you just train in the gym and it, as long as you eat enough fruit to fuel you with some veggies and things like that, especially like bananas and dates, they're higher calories, then you will build a certain physique because the body only needs amino acids to build muscle. But at the end of the day, I think it's because like you say, it comes with a new level of understanding and preference like to more body weight training like m- myself included i prefer training outside with my body weight calisthenics to me it's way more fun than you know pumping iron in the mirror but if you want to achieve a certain look yeah. the dumbbell can be good it's, it's a tool but i think training is really important and you can definitely build muscle on this diet because I- I'm, I'm doing so i'm not really documenting it because yeah, it's not really my area of expertise, but I'm definitely seeing benefits and improvements, you know? So I, th- I think it's definitely achievable. And people like Ted Carr, Doug Graham, there's so many. Uh, Josh X, he, he's actually, he does bodybuilding on this lifestyle. So it is, it's definitely possible. It just depends what you want. And so do you train out, outside then with your body weight? Is that your preference or? Um, man, I, I, I wish I could, um, train outside. Um, one, I, where I live is quite secluded again. 
Um, so this is not like in the middle of like a town, like city, big city or anything. So um, we don't have like calisthenic parks around. But also I personally prefer because even when I used to go to the gym, I never really wanted to speak a lot with people because I always, always went, saw this as a spiritual act. There was no doubt in my mind that if I am spending time um, lifting weights or working on my body, this could, uh, there was no doubt that this is not spiritual. It, it could not be unspiritual for me, right? And that's the reason why I consciously left listening to music as well, because for me, listening to music and meditating does not go hand in hand. So the same, listening to music and working out doesn't go hand in hand. Same, um, you know, speaking to people, playing games and working on doesn't go hand in hand. This is just the way I do it personally. Um, so I've always preferred to go in high intensity, 30, 40 minutes, get done out, right? Um, as opposed to spending two hours, three hours at the gym. So um, I do it at home. There is enough space at home. Um, and all I need is I have a pull-up bar installed. So that is nice. It's like hanging off a tree. So just, just pull yourself up and, um, and my body. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you, that's all you need really. Like, and yeah. I think like you said, just finding something that you enjoy that resonates with you and just knowing that that stems from actually knowing yourself and what you like. Um, because there's so many different ways of keeping fit. You know, you've got sports, you've got dance, you've got like high intensity workouts there's so much the list goes on and i'm sure people can explore that um themselves but in terms of like sleep have you noticed many benefits with sleep like do you need less sleep now because for me personally i do but i'd be interested to hear from you yeah yeah absolutely man there there's so many benefits that i have reaped after this um diet is that when people ask me because a lot of people do the main two top questions when i tell people this lifestyle this diet is protein thing yeah right and two is um all the benefits and there are so many benefits that i actually forget to list all the benefits or i personally don't remember in the moment all the benefits per se but man thanks for reminding sleep is just fabulous. I have never slept like this. I truly am sleeping like a baby as an adult, <laughs> mm. right? It's just miraculous, incredible. And um, I am really enjoying and actually looking forward to sleep. Before, for some reason, I never really looked forward to sleep. I just felt like oh, another time of a lot of thoughts and a lot of things to contemplate before sleep and then waking up twice or thrice in the sleep, and then again thinking, and then somehow going back to sleep. That is how I was approaching to sleep. But now on this diet, I do not wake up in the night, like randomly. And I have spoken to other raw foodists um, who struggle with that, and they say the same as well, right? Um, that they struggled with just randomly waking up in the night and they know how to before on a previous lifestyle. So that has been great. I'm not saying everybody might have those might have those kind of uh, ailments with sleep um, on cooked diet, but I personally did, and now it's a lot better. In terms of uh, my quality of sleep, uh, besides that, it's just incredible. It's fantastic, and the amount of sleep is not necessarily before it used to be. I would say nine hours, 
it has just reduced by one hour, I would say, not like two, three hours like other people are experiencing, but just an hour sometimes. So in terms of quantity, man, I'm yet to fully understand um, or yet to fully observe the differences. But in terms of the amount, I'm not seeing that big of a difference. In terms of quality, sure, 10 times. Yeah, yeah, like eight hours, you know, I think that's, that's kind of around what I get. Maybe some, because it's winter here and it's dark, maybe I get a little bit more. But yeah, I've, I've also noticed maybe that one, two hour reduction. And I think not having a heavy meal before bed, that that's a big game changer as well. Yes. Yeah. Because obviously that impairs sleep. Yeah. But yeah, I think like you say, you're just talking from firsthand experience and that's, that's ultimately all we can do. We can try and lecture, but when we share our experiences, then I think that's more powerful, you know? But um, I'm getting I'm getting conscious of the time here, so I think if you're down, we'll do some quick rapid fire questions. Yeah, cool. Let's go for it. Okay, <laughs> number one, what's your favorite fruit? Watermelon. Yeah, yeah, that's top three for me. Just yeah, and do you want me to do you want me to like uh, say more on it or just that's it? The word. That's, that's it. all right. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> uh, describe yourself in one okay. word. <laughs> Truth seeker. Um, if one word, then truth. Yeah. Trying to find truth, but yeah, the truth. What's one thing that everyone needs to buy? More consciousness, more awareness. How, how does someone buy consciousness? Are there any tools or things that have helped you personally? <laughs> Right. Um, when I see buy, um, I'm not always seeing from the standpoint of monetary exchange, but um, I'm, I'm seeing it as a trade off, but not from the monetary standpoint. Right. So if you were to not purchase this conscious awareness, there is definitely a price that you will pay yeah. regardless. Right. So you're regardless paying, you're, you're paying a price. Um, not always monetary, like I said, but there is a price to everything and not being conscious, not being able to pay attention to yourself um, and the world around you. You are going to, people are paying price for it. I paid a price for it um, before this lifestyle. And um, and there is no, and, and, and whatever one needs is already within us, right? So I could say I would want something external, this and that, um, but if we were to go on purchasing things just externally, there is a whole universe to go. There's a whole universe. Literally, I could make you, let's say, you know, just for example, Delina, if I made you the king of this planet, right? You could buy everything you want external only. You would be very happy, man, for two, three weeks. And then you'll start looking at the moon, yeah. right? And then if I give you the moon, you'll start looking at the solar system. And then the list goes on till galaxies and galaxies. So this is a this is a very fundamental way of how a human functions. There's nothing wrong about it. I, I fully get it. But if we were to be conscious and understand that it's not the external that we should be seeking, but rather something within us, then everything, like just making a complete 180 degree shift from outside to inside, then suddenly you have bought the whole damn universe which is already within you. Yeah, I love that answer. That's a really unique take. And also, yeah, it's, it's very good because 
it doesn't have to be monetary like time and attention is free but it's so costly like you say how we spend it and how we use it it's re it's really good i heard if you've heard of dr bruce lipton he talks about like if you had like a checkbook for your time then if you treated your time like you treated money then you'd be your decisions and actions would be way more different <laughs> and conscious so i think that's that's really good yeah. that's a great reminder of that concept for me um what's one book that everyone needs to read or should read the one thing i forget the author but the name of the book is the one thing and i think uh, that has played a big role uh in my life it talks about um how if you were to chase two rabbits at once you're going to catch none yeah so um, don't be that multitasker that you think you are or is cool to be a multitasker but um, if you throw your life into one thing just one thing right then uh, you will be a miraculous creator um, that you always are you just have manifested that now yeah for sure i think that hyper focus is really really important especially if you're looking in terms of like achievement if you look at any high achiever they just had laser focus didn't they they just like you say that one thing that's yeah. great um i'll check that book out what's the best piece of advice that you've ever received go within that was the best thing that has happened to me that was the best thing that I, that was taught to me um, from a very young age yeah and was that like just instilled in you by the family or was there one individual in yeah i would say mm, it was it was definitely you know my surroundings um, the family that i grew up um you know go within and also the culture played a big role the indian culture the heritage uh, the indian wisdom um talks a lot about going within um all the greats all the masters that have come that have never said that we are the god people have made thousands of gods out of it because they saw them as you know completely out of the world but all of these masters were talking about going with it nobody ever spoke about uh, you know doing this externally or anything so um yeah it was definitely the best thing um that could happen and if uh, if you want to check somebody who is who is a big preacher of going within who is big into this and uh, who's also alive right now is somebody called Sadhguru. Yeah. Again, uh, Indian personality and uh, great about going with it. Yeah, I recently watched a podcast. I think he was on Diary of a CEO. And yeah, he's definitely, definitely a big, big advocate for that message. Uh, so what are the three things that you can't live without or you wouldn't want to live without? Family, for sure um one um because uh, it was not always this way but um growing up i never really uh, realized the power of family or power of relationships i should say not just family there are some friends who could be like family to you for sure um but it's incredible like if you look at if you look at the longest living societies on the planet the okinawans right that are uh, in okinawa in japan their main ingredient or one thing that when they interview the 90 year old active 90 year olds 100 year olds centenarians 
um, their, their ingredient, the main ingredient for their success was relationships, right? So it's incredible how social we are. Um, we must empower this. We must take advantage of this. We must realize this. We must be conscious about this. And we must use this to higher the quality of our life, right? I, not to not to like uh, discredit any society or group of people or anything, but it really makes me feel sad that, again, this was by statistics, by some research out there on America. And they said that two out of three people are lonely right now in America. So my question is, what about the third one? What's happening to the third one? You know, so like that is very very unnatural way of operating through this planet why live a life like that right um if we have more people than ever before you should not have any problem in making new relationships and sustaining those relationships right before if people ten thousand years ago if they came and told us that oh we are not able to find new people i can understand they were not as many people they were only people in millions i understand now we have the most people than ever before on this planet it's just that we have forgotten and gotten too busy with our um, money making or other stuff that is making us forget the very reason why we are here is to build amazing communities, be together and create a fantastic planet together, together. So people for sure, man, relationships, definitely number one. Um, number two, um, again, the question was, what are the three things that I could not live without? Yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, definitely relationships. Um, number two is I would not be able to live without the the quality of attention that I possess. Right. Again, this go all goes back to the consciousness and the awareness I spoke about all this while today. <laughs> So um, the attention, the keenness to pay attention, I don't think so. I could live without um, truly the way I live right now. And uh, third is um, challenges. I, I really love challenges. I really love taking these things on. I, and and, and uh, it's not like any challenge that comes my way, I accept it and say yes. I have also gotten better to know what challenges to say no to and what challenges to say yes to that I will enjoy, right? Um, because one can get caught up with challenges. One, because they want to take challenges or they're heard from somebody that they should take challenges. And two, they think it's cool, but also they might have taken those challenges, but they don't enjoy it. If you don't enjoy challenges, then not only are you going to um, destroy yourself, but you're not going to make anything great out of, out of this life that you've been given. Yeah, for sure. For sure, that's really, really important. Just quickly notice my laptop is really low battery, so I'm just going to plug it in because I don't want to miss your final answers. <laughs> sure. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> there we go. The cable wasn't plugged in properly. Very, very unprofessional. <laughs> so, yeah, I think, I think you basically just summed up life with those three things there. <laughs> really good answers. Um, so what's your greatest strength? And also on the flip side, what would you say is your biggest weakness? Hmm. My, my greatest strength, uh, talking about the strength, my greatest strength is, again, to be 
um, if, if I want to do something, man, I get so dialed in, so hyper-focused. I love that about myself. Like everything else becomes secondary and that one thing becomes the primary focus. Um, so I've been able to do that in quite a few aspects of my life. So that's that's fantastic. I'm able to balance different focuses and different aspects of life. Um, so that's my strength, my weakness. Um, my, my one weakness would be... Um, not being able to i i am a big proponent of having great relationships i understand the value of having relationships doesn't mean i have become great at it so this is definitely one thing that i want to improve for sure because i value the value of relationships i realize the value of relationships but i don't think so i have become uh, that great at it yet or uh, as great that I, as I would like myself to be. Yeah, yeah, we can always improve in any area of our life, but yeah, that's that's definitely definitely something I'd like to improve as well. Um, what would you? Oh, <laughs> the energy in the room shaking the mic. What would you tell your twenty year old self? So that was only five years ago, but what would you tell yourself five years ago? <laughs> um. I would have told myself to travel more for sure. Yeah. 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 Tra uh, travel has been a big part of my life. Um, yeah. I, I don't think so. I've traveled enough as I would like to. Um, although I've traveled quite a bit, but still not enough that I would like to, uh, that I would have liked to. It is, it is what it is. Um, you know, I fully accept it and, and I love the way the journey has been so far. But I would have definitely encouraged myself to 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 take it easy, chill out a bit. Um, you know, life is not. I'm not. I'm not hanging by the sword. Um, and just just go travel and explore and meet new people and and see the planet, the 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 very planet that you have come from, like this this body has come from, and the very planet um, that your body will go back to. Yeah. Right. So not being able to explore that very planet in my eyes um, feels like a job or something not done. And there's so much of learning that one can get out of, uh, out of traveling the world. For sure, for sure. And finally, oh no, we've got one more, two more actually. Um, do you believe in having a purpose? If so, what's your purpose in life? So the way I look at purpose is um, is that we humans have come onto this planet with a given script already uh, uh, by a script writer. So the script writer, you know, the, the the place where this, you know, the the place where the the the, the perception of uh, purpose comes from is from a script writer that has already written your script or has already created you in a certain way that this is what you should be doing in your entire life. But that's not how I see it. The way I see it is that we have, we are here to, to be able to be however we would like us to be. Obviously we want ourselves. if, 
if if a choice was given do you want to be happy or sad i think most of the people would choose happy for themselves right what they would choose for others is a totally different thing but they would choose happiness for themselves if that was the two things that they were given to um to choose so if if one could choose happiness um then with that with that energy in them with with that level of happiness we could go on creating the most magnificent of magnificent things like i truly believe look you know going around and observing people i truly believe that i just see only less than 1% of the people truly unfolding their genius truly being themselves and truly being the masters and the creators that they are only less than 1% of the people on the planet and i fully believe that if this raises up to 5% even 10% we can't even imagine how beautiful planet and place we will be living together we have no idea how magnificent this planet will become nobody would even think of mars once we reach that stage right just 10% of people unfolding their genius so um it's all about you finding and and paying attention to to your to yourself and your surroundings and just do what you want to do and what you're what you're here to do right um or i i should correct that not what you you're here to do but what seems right in the moment if you do what seems right in the moment in a very conscious manner and do it well we don't have to even know what our purpose is and what is if our life was even purposeful you did what was necessary in the moment and you did it well which is very important doing what is necessary and doing it well i think once everybody is clear on that if you have full clarity on that um purpose is something you wouldn't even uh, want to decipher mm mm yeah so what do you feel like currently you want to put your energy into what do you if you if you if we're talking about this script or this genius what's your genius that you're tapping into currently where my energies and my focus is going um towards is um bringing a more conscious uh planet into place a planet that is consciously approaching food it's very 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 important right um and just before this i was just exploring and seeing things and finding things out but now i'm at a stage where i want to bring this consciousness that i have i i truly feel like i have you know tapped this beautiful consciousness and i want to bring this same power to other people as well right i've hit a lottery and i want to give this lottery in people's hands and i want to bring this consciousness so that people manifest their lives in their own ways with this conscious thought process in place yeah um and and it all starts with what you accumulate your body with because the what because what you accumulate and create your body the way you construct your body is the way your force of life which is you is going to perform you constructed it with bad materials putting bad things inside of inside of your body and you know constructing this body with bad material that's how your force of life is going to manifest um and um and it's the in, and it's vice versa as well yeah well i'm looking forward to seeing how how that plays out and your evolution i'm sure it'd be great and finally absolutely what are you grateful for today 
Wow. Grateful for life, man, um, which encompasses everything in it. Like there is not a single stone that I would like to turn, right, about my life and everything that is surrounding my life. Um, the very way my life is currently, I'm super, super, super grateful. Like the whole point, I was just, I remember even just today in the morning, I was wondering like this whole experience of life, what an incredible, incredible, even if there's a script writer, not talking, not writing your purpose, but writing, you know, the way life will be function and run. Um, what, what, a, what a genius, right? What a creator, what a creation. Um, so every night before going to sleep, I really thank myself and everything around me for this amazing, absolutely beautiful, fantastic creation, because this creation encompasses everything and everything in my life is to be grateful for right now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful <laughs> message. Um, yeah, it's a good place to end, but just before we end. Where can the people find you? What what have you got going on? Yeah, so currently I just recently started my um, YouTube channel on uh, on on bringing more consciousness towards food. Um, it's not only talking about you know even though I've named it that way, it's not only talking about going fruit diet, but it's approaching food and certain um, activities in a life in a very conscious way. So people could first find me on YouTube by the name Raw, R-O-R-A-W, Fruitarian, Fruitarian, Fahad. Yeah. So that's how they could find me. And on Instagram, they could find me by the name Raw Fruitarian. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I'll leave all the links down below as well. So people can just click on that. But yeah, thank you for your time, brother. It's been amazing. And uh, thank you guys for listening. I want you to leave your biggest takeaway down in the comments down below. And yeah, I'll get back to you. Peace and love, everyone.